Welcome back to Beneath the Maze. I'm your host, B.P. Murray, back with another episode this week. And as I mentioned on social media, tonight's episode will focus on the primary races. Trump versus DeSantis, as well as Biden versus the field. So let's jump right in to Season 2, Episode 3, A Primary for the Ages. Who do you support, Murray? Trump or DeSantis? As I've said before, I'm not a kiss-the-ring guy, and I don't think our politicians should be either. So who do I support? My short answer is both. My long answer is as follows. Ladies and gentlemen, patriots. Trump versus DeSantis can be a good problem to have. We have two very good candidates for president. On the one hand, we've got Trump, whose list of achievements, both inside and outside the government, is longer than the Harry Potter series. Trump is a proven leader who got the job done while in office, motivated the forgotten voter, drew people into politics, challenged the status quo, exposed the media and the deep state for what they truly are. He made new trade deals, cut taxes, created the greatest economy we've seen in a generation, flipped the Rust Belt from blue to red, appointed three judges to the Supreme Court. He made America great again, and guess what? He made politics cool again. And he did all of this, and more, against a media onslaught, against the swamp, and even against the rhinos in the Republican Party. He delivered. The truth is, there would be no DeSantis without Trump. There would be no massive political movement on the right without Trump. Republicans didn't have a fight to them before Trump. And now we do. And then you've got DeSantis, who just won Florida by 20%. Yes, I do credit some of that to Trump, who endorsed DeSantis twice, by the way. But I also give a lot of credit to DeSantis. He was a beacon of hope during COVID and over the last four years. He has proven capable of fighting the media and passing critical legislation in his state. Of the four most populated states in the country, that's California, Texas, Florida, and New York, his state of Florida has the lowest unemployment rate, and it's not very close. Florida, on average, is at about 2.5% unemployment. Texas is around 3.8 or 3.9. And California and New York are over 4%. DeSantis is composed and a strong leader whose career will be something to watch for years to come. I love both of these leaders. Truly, I do. And no matter how difficult the temptation may be from the media and from those on either side, I will not turn on either of them unless they give me reason to. Who would I vote for in the primary if the primary were held today? Trump. When it comes to DeSantis versus Trump, if you asked me right now, I would say I am a lean Trump voter versus DeSantis. 
but I love them both. And if DeSantis wins the primary over Trump, I'll crawl over broken glass to vote for him in 2024. Now, let's break down why I am currently a lean Trump voter in the primary over DeSantis. First, let's talk about chances to win the election. I've heard many say that DeSantis has a better chance to win in 2024. I do not believe this to be certain, and here is why. Let's take a look at each swing state and evaluate who has a better chance of winning them. As far as the Rust Belt states go, more specifically Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, I think Trump is the only one capable of winning Pennsylvania. And I think Wisconsin is a wash. I think they both have an equal chance of winning Wisconsin. I think DeSantis would do a little bit better in the, the suburbs, but I think Trump would get the rural area turnout. So I think they'd both win Wisconsin in slightly different ways. I don't think either would win Michigan, but I would give advantage to Trump here in Michigan. As far as DeSantis goes, I'd say Georgia and maybe New Hampshire are the only two states where I would give DeSantis the edge. So let's go Pennsylvania advantage Trump for 19 electoral votes, and then Georgia plus New Hampshire advantage DeSantis, which total 20. So if you're looking at the count right now, DeSantis is at plus one. Pretty close, though. Then we take a look at the Southwest, Arizona and Nevada. This is where things get tricky. Did you know that in 2020, if you look at the Senate races in key states and compare them to the presidential race, almost every Republican senator did better than Trump, but not in Arizona. In Georgia, David Perdue did better than Trump against his opponent. In Michigan, John James did better than Trump. In Texas, John Cornyn did better than Trump. In Minnesota, Lewis did better than Trump. In North Carolina, Tillis did better than Trump. But in Arizona, incumbent McSally lost by 2.5%, and Trump only lost by 0.3%. And you take a look at the midterm results in Arizona. Now let's put aside the issues with that election for now. America first candidate for governor, Carrie Lake, did better than the Senate candidate. Much better. Knowing this, looking at the data, it's hard for me to give an advantage to DeSantis in Arizona. And Nevada being close in proximity and with similar demographics, I have a hard time giving DeSantis an advantage in Nevada as well. Now let's take a look at some other categories that kind of play into everything. Name recognition. Everyone knows who Donald Trump is. So name recognition, advantage Trump. Enthusiasm and turnout boost, advantage Trump. I think those two, name recognition and turnout enthusiasm, kind of play the same. I will go advantage Trump. Suburb voters, advantage DeSantis. Rural areas, advantage Trump. The last category, media stink, <laughs> advantage DeSantis. 
we cannot deny nor ignore the power of the media. Trump is tainted by the media, but fortunately, Trump has tainted the media's credibility. So this category is less important than it was before Trump. Add all this up, and I don't think, I do not think we can conclude with certainty that DeSantis has the edge in the presidential race. Perhaps he does. Perhaps I'm wrong or off with the logic and interpretation of the data that we have. But I don't think we can universally conclude that DeSantis has the edge. Let's say it was a tie. That we knew there was an equal likelihood of both beating Biden. Well, then I would want the person who I think would be a better president. And I believe Trump would be a better president. And that is why I am a lean Trump voter in the primary versus DeSantis if I had to vote today. But I love them both. Above all, we've got to stop the division here. We need patriots to unite. We need a united front. And we are playing right into the hand of the left with all the division. If we were talking about Trump versus Romney or McConnell, I would understand a lot more the hardline stance. But this is not the case. DeSantis is much, much, much more pro-American than those two rhinos. I've seen some posts, perhaps by fake Republicans or a left-leaning voter in disguise. But I've seen some posts that DeSantis, that if DeSantis is the nominee, I'll stay home. And I just can't square that logically. Yes, I'm lean Trump, but like I said, I know that if DeSantis wins the primary, I'll be extremely excited to vote for him in 2024. All right, now let's shift gears to Biden versus the field. This is where things get interesting and where the chess game comes into light. If you are the jester, the puppet master, the deep state, who would you want the Democrat nominee to be? I've evaluated this up and down. The left knows that incumbent status carries some weight. But the, their problem is, will it be enough? Especially if the economy is in a recession for the next two years, which most experts are predicting it will be. The gamble on the left is to have a presidential ticket that energizes young voters while keeping the ancestral Democrats on their side. Biden works for, that, for the latter of those two criteria, but not the former. He doesn't drive up the young voter turnout. Will he win the primary? And does the deep state want him to? Time is on their side. And this is how I see things playing out. I think they're going to wait as long as they can to see what happens on the Republican side. I think the gamble is that Biden can beat Trump on the notion that Trump has more media stink than Biden and the incumbency status will carry him through. But if DeSantis is emerging, I think the left will need to change their tune, probably with the fear being DeSantis is new blood and the current administration has too much headwind to defeat a new candidate like DeSantis.
And so if this happens, if the left sees DeSantis emerging over Trump, it is possible that Biden will bow out of the primary and leave it to the next rising star on the left, which we do not know if one exists. So there lies another problem. And that brings me to the last likelihood. And I think it is the most likely move on the political chessboard for the left. And that is to switch out Biden's VP, Kamala Harris. They switch her out with a candidate that will spark high turnout among young uh, far-left voters. The question is, who? And we know it has to be a person of color because that's the game the left plays. Whoever it is would have to have far-left appeal without scaring the moderates because everyone knows that if Biden runs in 2024, he might not make it a full term in the condition that he's in. A likely VP that fits the bill for Democrats, in my opinion, is Hakeem Jeffries. Being the minority leader of the House, being black, and not having been speaker to push radical left bills yet, plays to his advantage. In other words, the media can say he is a moderate, and the far-left outlets can say he's a socialist. Whoever the VP might be, I think that is the ace in the hole that they are waiting to play when the time is right. Switching out the VP, but keeping Biden. Who the VP will be, we can speculate. But we need to be prepared for this move. And as I said earlier, we need a united front to beat them. The left will play any and every possible game to win. We know this. So we need to be better at the game. We need to be five steps ahead. And all this division saying, oh, I'm never going to vote for DeSantis, I do not understand it for the life of me. And similar ones, if you're on the DeSantis side saying you would not vote for Trump, I do not understand that. We need a united front, above all. So that's my analysis. Let me know what you think. Drop me some comments. Um, the next two years is going to be quite interesting. Quite interesting. But I'll be here every step of the way to break it down for you, let you know what I see and why. So thank you for tuning in, and uh, I'll see you guys next week.